The Connect Leadership Program provides technical and skills-based classes for participants to learn becoming more highly effective in their respective career environments. They also interact with a cross-section of the most influential leaders in Colorado. Connect Leadership is a program of the Urban Leadership Foundation. RISE 5280 is a leadership and service project that has served to expose students of color to the benefits and learning opportunities available at historically black colleges and universities. RISE 5280 is also a program of the Urban Leadership Foundation. On this edition, we learn more of the work of the Urban Leadership Foundation and its benefits to our Denver community from Foundation Executive Director Dr. Ryan Ross. Our process is, is as follows. Um, it needs to be someone who is committed to leadership, committed to servant leadership, committed to growing, wanting to change and make an impact in the community and having um, so a desire to do more. Right. And so there's not a particular degree uh, background that you have to have. What what we do is we've got an application process. Um, we've got uh, letters of recommendation that take place. Um, there's an interview panel with other alumni. Oh, okay. um, and so they sit down and, and meet with other alums who've been through the program. And then we, we make a decision. And the reason why we don't have strict guidelines is because we want the leadership experience and the class experience to look like our community. Yeah. Our community and leadership isn't a one size fit all thing, right? I've, I've got a Ph.D. That doesn't make me a leader. It means that I'm somebody who has a Ph.D., yeah. right? And so leadership is a spectrum, and that's what we want to pull for our program. So in any given year, you'll have somebody who may be um, finishing up school, somebody who's a beginning entrepreneur, somebody who's a doctor, somebody who's a lawyer, somebody who's a homemaker, right? So it's the it's the dynamic of what our community is because we need the entire community to serve and build the community. And you're talking about age across all age groups as well. Across, absolutely. So our average age um, is 35. Okay. But in any given class, you would find someone who might be anywhere from 22 to 25 to someone who is 66 to 70. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yep. And that's also the beauty of it, right? Because you've got such a wide um, array of experiences. The the experience isn't one where somebody's just being talked at, right? It's it's discussion, it's growth, right? When you think about um, the the differences of experiences and opinions and what people have seen and what they haven't seen, that's where yeah. growth happens, right? Yeah, yeah. You said twice now, servant leadership. Mm-hmm. A lot of people associate that with spirituality. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Um, you know, I think yes and no, right? Um, for for us, it's really about inspiring service in the public's interest. And what does that look like? Okay. Um, we fundamentally believe that as leaders, we have a responsibility to give back and take care of our community. And whether that's your next door neighbor who can't shovel their snow, so you should get out and do it because you can, to there's a, li- there's a lack of literacy in your area. So you want to create a library for the community to educating people about the legislative process, financial literacy, whatever that looks like, whatever need there is in your community. Um, we feel like the leaders who live in the community should be addressing those challenges or those um, those initiatives. So you can really take the things you learn at the Institute and uh, you learn them in Denver. You can also use them again in Chicago or D.C. or Atlanta because the structure is the same, even though the issues may change because some of us know that how we live in Denver can be markedly different 
mm-hmm. than how urban people live in Atlanta and Charlotte and, and, and Louisiana. But the structure is almost the same. Absolutely. Whether it's whether it's Denver, Atlanta or South Dakota. Right. Um, thematically, service is service. Right. Showing up and uh, showing up and, and doing the right thing, mm-hmm. understanding how to navigate processes understanding how to identify a need and creating initiatives to address them, understanding how to build coalitions, build community, uh, work across different mindsets. It doesn't matter where you are. Those are things, those are tools that are going to be valuable in your community no matter where you go. And more, most and equally important, rather, those are going to be the kinds of things that you need in the workforce. And the other piece is, is you know, as African-Americans, you know, I, I jokingly tell people all the time in Colorado, sometimes you feel like a raisin in a bowl of milk. You can be <laughs> a in, a in a bowl of milk <laughs> and not okay. see anybody else who looks like you. And if it's like that in your place of employment, it's also good for those folks to see and know how connected you are to the community, because yeah. sometimes just that alone ensures that um, you're not treated in, a, in, the, in the wrong way because they know that with you with your voice, it, it can be amplified very quickly. And just knowing that sometimes makes the environment better for leaders in our program. But you, you know, and in, in, in speaking of that, you have scenarios where you may have an African-American, you may have a Latino-American, you may have an Asian-American. Mm-hmm. And uh, people in workplaces may come up with, well, we know how Asians are, but Joe Wong here, he's different. You know, so they can accept them. the same thing with black people. Well, we know how uh, black people are, but... But Adam's different. Yeah, you know, politics is real. But at the same time, I don't believe that you have to sacrifice who you are in order to be in someone else's present, right? Yeah. Um, and so so how do you do that? How are you unapologetically you? And what, is, what does that mean, right? And, and what, what's at stake when you show up un, um, authentically yourself? Because there may be some organizations or some people who don't want to accept that, but you shouldn't have to um make those adjustments they need to honor and respect who you are and so those are some of the things that we're looking at and those are the kinds of things that when we look at our faculty the people who we bring in to to train and talk and discuss and be thought partners with our with our fellows you know those are the kinds of things that we're looking at um the beautiful thing about our faculty is our faculty is made up of amazing people from the community who yeah. live and do this work on a regular basis you know i, I mean just you know a couple of shout outs, people like Dr. Nita Mosby Tyler, right? When we are when we're looking at equity and excellence and what that really means. Um, understanding the economics of Colorado and how it was built, right, wrong, or indifferent, right? Sure. Tapping into people like Tom Clark, um, business leaders and and brand managers like Nick Scott. I mean, it, it's just a tremendous roster of individuals. Uh, Andy Seth is another great individual. Um, and so so that's what we try to do. We try to look at making sure that our our fellows are exposed to people who can help them think through these things. Brother Jeff, uh, Lisa Calderon. I mean, like mm-hmm. the, the, the scope of the individuals who we bring into our class is so varied. Yeah. Um, and, and we want that because we, again, it's not a one size fit all model and it's not whoever comes into the program is right, but it's really about critical thinking and, and how do you, see and understand and take in perspectives, what, what works for you, what doesn't. And um, that's what creates the beauty of, of, of leadership, right? Because leadership is, right? It, there's not a real definition. I just think leadership is. And what you make it and what you mold it into 
allows you to be successful. How, how do you approach for the uh, for the participants those uh, colloquial things that uh, a lot of our citizens have, like, well, I don't vote because it's going to not make any difference anyway, okay? Or why send them up there because, you know, nothing really gets done. And a lot of people are really – really immersed in those types of in that type of thinking. Yeah, and we work really really hard to to <laughs> dispel those myths and beliefs, right? Like every vote matters and your vote your vote is important and even if it doesn't fall out the way that you want it to, if you don't participate in the process, you you already lose, right? And so helping people understand authorizing your environment, what the process is really like, how to make a bill, why those things are important um is is fundamental in what we do. And a great example is the mayoral race that happened in Aurora recently, right? When you look at a candidate like Omar Montgomery, who doesn't win by 216 votes, um, it's a really big deal. Every vote does count. And for those people who didn't vote, um, I I hope we learned our lesson as a community and people show up and show out at the the polls in the future. Tell us about RISE 5280. Ah, RISE 5280. That is one of our marquee service programs and what we're doing there. So we talked about seeing a need and filling a need sure. uh, in the community. And so each class is responsible for um, putting on two legacy oriented uh, projects. And so what we mean by legacy oriented is not just going to feed the homeless. Like we want programs that are created that once we're done with them, we could literally wrap them up and give them to another nonprofit and they can keep those things going. And one of those product, uh, one of those programs, which is led by um, Michelle and Johnson and, and uh, Tiffany Anamashan is the Rise 5280 project, which focuses on leadership development, content and character development for, for students, and then exposing them to um, historically black colleges and universities. And so we do two tours a year where 40 to 50 students get to go have a six-day HBCU experience, right? six-day HBCU? You can't do an HBCU in six days. Man, we, we have got it down to a science. I went to now. Lincoln in Missouri. We, yep, yep. <laughs> the HBCU experience, well, at any rate, it's good. It takes yeah. a while. That's yeah, great. but when, That's you, great. when That's you've great. got uh, sophomores and juniors, well, we actually, it's open to all high school students. Um, we try to do... You know, four to six colleges in six days in yeah, addition yeah, to good. cultural experiences and mentorship. Um, and it one, it shows that it it it, it, it uh, showcases the amazing educational institutions we have for our community. But then it also inspires college for some students. It also gives them an opportunity to get out of their neighborhood. Some of the students we take have never been on an airplane, never been out of their neighborhood. And now they get to go see black excellence right in front of them. And yeah. it's life changing for all of them. One thing I wanted to ask you, too, about is, is leadership different for women than it is for men? And do you teach it that way? No, I don't think that leadership is different for men or women. I think that women are better at leadership than men. But no. <laughs> but um, well, when you look at every major situation that we've had in our country since the beginning of time, even going back to slavery, women have been yeah. put in a situation where they've had to endure, overcome, figure things out. And they consistently do that. When you look at politics, it's it's women, black women in particular, who are um, making the difference. Um, and so and I just happen, you know, I, when I look at most of my mentors, most of them are amazing, talented women. And and so I just yeah. think that when you look at 400 years of slavery in America, it's been men messing it up, and I think it's time that we start looking at women yeah. in, a, in a more equitable and a different way, and, and I, I think they'll lead us in a different direction. 
Yeah, the reason the, the other reason when I ask that is that they've they've had this run this ongoing discussion here in the last uh, couple of months of electability, and some candidates are saying, "Well, America's not ready to follow a woman." And I say, "Well, there's a woman that got three thousand three million more votes than this other guy did last time, mm-hmm. so America may be ready for that, but the perception is that they're not." Yeah, and that's because the perception is full of isms, right? Yeah. Like, let's just call it what it is. Yeah. Um, we live in a – America is like a bad teenager. We've done so many things wrong for so many years. It's just time that we we start doing what's right. And, again, this is where leadership is important and courage is important. People have to step up and lead and use their voices so the right things begin to happen, mm-hmm. period. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Thanksgiving in July. That mm-hmm. kind of reminds me of a uh, appliance dealer named Fred Smith that was in Denver <laughs> a long time ago who would have the his Christmas in July sale. So we know what that's about. What is Thanksgiving in July? Yeah, Thanksgiving in July is an initiative um, that's actually run by our program, the, the Urban Leadership Foundation of Colorado Program Director Jasmine Elizabeth. And what we're looking at there is is resources, opportunities, um, and really loving on our underhoused and underserved neighbors, right? Um, homelessness is a huge yeah. issue um, in our community. And so we just want to take time. And if even if it's just for one day for them to have a real meal, like where we sit mm-hmm. down in community tables, we pray together, we eat together, five-course meal. We bring out the mobile washer and dryers. We, we bring out barbers and stylists and um, other community resources, clothing, right, where – People can come and just be treated with dignity and respect and get some resources and have a good day and just be loved on. Sort of like the veteran stand downs they have in November. You know, I, yeah, I think, I think that's a that's the a that's a good it's a good comparison. Yeah. You know, and it's yeah. about dignity and respect. Right. And and also goes beyond why we do this once a year too, when we need to mm-hmm. do this more often. Right. Right. You know, and it's a great way for us to at one location pull together so many resources, mental health. Um, housing, uh, education, right? So if you show up on that day, even it doesn't matter who you are. If you show up on that day, there's something for everyone. There's some way, there's a way for everybody to serve. And there's also a way for everybody to benefit. Mm-hmm. How can people support and help the foundation? Yeah. So visit our website, www.ulfcolorado.org. You can donate there. Yeah. You know, one of the things that we pride ourselves on is, is keeping our, um, our tuition for our fellows low. It's two thousand dollars a class, and when you compare that to other leadership programs, it's um, it's the best deal in town, and arguably we're one of the best leadership development programs in in the state. Dr. Ryan Ross, Executive Director of Denver's Urban Leadership Foundation. Again, to obtain information on their leadership classes or to support the foundation, check it out online at ulfcolorado.org. I'm Adam Morgan. Do keep in touch. Stay on your game. And many thanks to you for sharing a few moments of your weekend with us.